it's interesting that um, baptism comes into the story because we're talking about that, that these days as well. What, what I want to focus in on just for a minute is the whole, um, the whole notion that the Bible uh, is, is the key to this whole story. Um, the Bible is a book that, that is not in the custody of religious people, right? The, Bi- the Bible's not our book um, that people have to qualify to be allowed to read it. Sometimes I kind of worry that we think that, that that's the truth, that you have to believe what we say it, it means if you're going to be allowed to read our book. The Bible's a book that God has given to the world. And we might be astounded by the number of people who have come to faith in Jesus Christ simply by reading the Bible. When you go stay at a hotel and you open the drawer at the side table, inevitably you'll find a Bible and you'll sort of go, oh yeah, the Gideons have been here. You know what? The Gideons have been here. The number of people who maybe in a dark time in their lives find themselves or a lonely time in their lives find themselves in a hotel room with nothing to do and they open the drawer and they begin to read that book and the stories are legion of how they came to faith in Christ simply by reading the Bible. And you say, well, wait a minute. They can't read the Bible unless we tell them how to do it. They can't read the Bible unless we tell them where to start and where to finish and what it means. Can they? Well, yes, they can. And I think it is one of the dynamics of our Christian faith and our testimony that we just have let sort of slide away. Uh, One of the things that's happened is that we have traded in our Bibles for our iPads or our phones. And that's okay. It, that's, that's what I have in, in my pocket. And I'm going to tell you in a minute a great way to use your phone or your iPad or your computer related to the Bible. But the Bible itself, um, we, we sometimes have forgotten how important it is. Just as a piece of massive literature and crazy important literature. So the Ethiopian official was probably a convert to Judaism. Um, And in his conversion to to Judaism, he knew that one of the rites of passage was baptism. He had been baptized the same way that we practice baptism in what would have been called the mikvaot in uh, the lands of of Palestine and the the surrounding country like um, Sudan and Ethiopia, which was all one one country back then. Um, And since he had gone through that rite to convert he realized that this that he was beginning to believe seems to have been a sect of Judaism. It's, it's, it's about the Messiah, so it's, it's the completion of Judaism. It's the completion of the Messianic promises. And so he sees that there's water, and he says, well, I wonder, do I show or do I signify my conversion to Jesus by being baptized? And Philip says, yes, that's exactly how you show it. That's how you put your hand up and say, I confess Jesus as my Savior and my Lord. We're going to do that in a couple of weeks. Um, There's still room in the baptistry um, if you would like to join us. And being baptized is not the end of catechism. It's not that you have to attain to something. It's not that you have to be mature enough. Baptism in the New Testament was the start of it all. It was how you put your hand up. 
It was how you responded to the Billy Graham invitation to come down from the stands and the promise that the buses are going to wait. So here's this Ethiopian, and he's reading the Bible because it's, it's the sacred text of Judaism. And he comes to this point that he just is, he's filled with conflicted ideas, and he's got consternation about, well, I want to be a faithful follower of Yahweh, but who's this talking about? What does this mean? Wouldn't it be wonderful if somehow or other we could be used by God to have people start reading their Bibles? Um, and and how, how might we do that? I, I told the story in, in the bulletin about a, um, a preacher is in Calgary, in fact, and he got in an elevator. He had a big Bible under his arm, and another guy got in the elevator. And just to make conversation, I think, the guy pointed at the Bible and said, is that a Bible? And I said, yeah. Um, oh, okay. And so the preacher said, have you read it? Oh, yeah, yeah. What was your favorite part? Oh, oh. so moment of tension. Um, well, and the preacher says, you've, you've never read it, have you? There, there are some people who witness aggressively like that. <laughs> um, and the guy said, no, 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 I haven't. So why did you say you've read it? Well, I guess I sort of felt like everybody at some point or other ought to read the Bible. If you're looking for some way to talk about faith or, or testimony, you know, the whole question of the Bible is a, is a good question. You say, more. I don't, I don't want to touch that with a 10-foot pole because these days, people, when they talk about the Bible, they talk about the evil, cruel God of the Old Testament who kills women and children and all that kind of stuff. And so I'm a little wary of that. I think what we have to say is, well, you didn't write the book. You didn't write the book. You don't need to take responsibility for it. The Holy Spirit wrote the book, and it is not an ordinary book. It's a book that tells the story, and it's a book that is infused with the power of the Holy Spirit. It's been inspired by God. We can sit around and figure out what all that stuff means later. But in the meantime, this is not a book to be put on the shelf. This is a book to be read. And to somehow or other say to somebody, have you ever read, ever read the Bible? Well, no. You should. For one thing, you, you won't understand English literature if you've not read the Bible because it's jam-packed with images that are Bible story images. And of all the books to read, it's, it's probably the most important one in the world. Do you know the best-selling book in the world is the Bible? Do you know what the second best-selling book is? The Little Prince. Who knew? That's what they said this week anyway, but... There, there you go. So some of you are going out to buy The Little Prince. Buy it in French, and then you can uh, be literate and um, linguistic. The Bible. Here, here's what I challenge you to do. There is a version of the Bible that is downloadable as an app. It's called what? Huh? version. It is a free app that is funded by people who believe in the ministry of people being involved in reading, discussing, understanding, and applying God's word. Um, you can have that app involve you in all kinds of ways. It will, at the very least, send you a verse every morning. 
And if in the middle of the study you're kind of going, yeah, you know what, maybe I haven't, I've, I've put, let the Bible sort of set aside rather than make it front and center for me. So you version will send you a verse, the verses of the day. You can team up with other people and you can have accountability partners who read the same thing and talk about the same thing with one another. I challenge you to do this, to get the YouVersion app. It's free, and at the very least, it is a handy thing to bring to church so you can bring up the Bible verse when I refer to something. Read the verse of the day for the next month or two, and try during the day to do something or talk about something that relates to that verse. And try to find a way for it to be a conversation point with a friend at work or at school or on the street, whatever it is. To, to bring the Bible back into your conversation, to bring the Bible back into play with the power that it has by the Holy Spirit, so that what the Holy Spirit was so cleverly whispering to the Ethiopian is, this is true, you should believe this. This is true, you should believe this. Bible stories for our children have been slipping out of our way as well. And as I understand it, as I think about how my faith was formed and so many others' faith were formed, it is the stories of the Bible that become the bricks that God uses to build our faith. And when, when there is someone who has no history, who has no um, experience who is not literate with the stories of the Bible, we have a lot of explaining to do that has already been done in the stories of the Bible. Because the lessons of the Old Testament stories are the stuff of the faith that is built as we follow Christ and become part of his great story, his great big story. So if, if somehow or other you think this morning, yeah, you know, I, I'm, I think I've been a bit negligent about the Bible. Here's an easy way back. Get that app, go to that verse, look for some way that day to obey that verse or talk about it. Even to say to somebody, if they see you doing something that has been prompted by that verse, they say, what are you doing? They say, well, I try to live my life with the wisdom and the guidance of the Holy Scriptures. And so I read a little piece every day and try to do what it tells me. People are looking for guidance. They're looking for ways to live. They're looking for wisdom. And here is this book, this Bible, um, that now subtly is hidden away in your iPhone instead of under your arm. Um, and that's okay. But I think that um, the story of the, the Ethiopian official is fascinating, isn't it? That here's a guy who is reading the Bible, and he needs someone to come alongside and say, do you know what that means? So people may be at that very point and you may be right beside them, and asking that question could be the very way that you are led to lead them into a relationship with Christ. How do you read the Bible? Four steps. I've talked about them lots of times. Observation, what does it say? Interpretation, what does it mean? Correlation, what do other passages say? And application, what am I supposed to do? So observation is what the Ethiopian was doing. He read it. Interpretation was he scratched his head and said, what does this mean? And that's the point where the Holy Spirit needs to get into the conversation. Correlation is just sort of academically interesting. What do other passages talk about about the same subject? And then application, what, what do I have to do? 
Because the power of God's word is not only in observing it and understanding it, but it is in doing what it tells us to do. So David in the Psalms over and over tells us that this is what he does. He sees what God has written to him. He loves what God has written to him, and he tries to do it with all of his heart. Fascinating story, important story about how baptism fits into our faith, but also an important story that here is the Bible being that which prepares the way for the message of conversion brought by a Sumerian evangelist called Philip. Cool. You version. Get it? Okay. So, so far, if you understand, we're, we're, we want you to get tightly. We want you to get you version. We, we'll, we'll tell you what the set of apps are. Because you know what people say now? I, oh, I don't want another app. Clutter's my phone, right? Clutter your phone with this one. Um, and it'll be a, a, just a great tool in your belt.